Hey there world, welcome to Conversations with Coach Renee. I'm Renee, certified personal trainer and fascial stretch therapy practitioner based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I coach through my business, Learn and Lift, and these conversations are here to do exactly that. So let's dive into strength training, flexibility and mobility work, and all things related to health and fitness. Welcome back. I think we're on episode four. Last week I talked about strength training and the basics of where to begin for that. So this week I'm going to branch off of where we ended. We talked about the, I think it was five basic lifts. Let's say a great place to start working on and practicing to improve your lifting awareness and technique. So today, we're going to dive into the squat. First question, should you do the squat? My answer, yes. Again, this is my opinion, this is my opinion. But yes, you should definitely do the squat. And I know sometimes people go, oh, what about this? What about that? What about my knees? What about this? And there's probably tons of reasons that people can come with why they don't want to squat or why they shouldn't squat. But let's put that all to the side for a second. Ask yourself, do you have to get in and out of a chair on a daily basis? Do you have to get in and out of bed on a daily basis? If your answer is yes to either of those questions, then you should squat. Not saying it has to be a specific squat, but you should 100% work on your squats. That becomes one of the tougher things that we need to do, getting in and out of chairs uh, and similar movements as we age. Functionally, just as a functional movement, we do all the time, no weights necessary. So it's better to perfect that skill now while you can. So I highly recommend doing some squats in your programs. As far as some variations of squats you might choose go, this is by no means all of them, but you could check out the sumo squat, the goblet squat, squats with cables, barbell squats, staggered squats, one-legged squats, or pistol squats if you know what those are. You could go to full range, aiming to go as low as you can go. You could do half depth, not worrying so much about getting low, but um, stopping about halfway to your lowest point. You could do quarter squats or pulses, working on that upper range. You could perform squats on balance boards. You could do bench squats where you sit down on something and then stand back up. The list really goes on and on and on and on. Any kind of squat shall do. Just pick your favorite or try them all, but get some squats in your programming. What does a squat work? It is considered a knee dominant movement, so it's primarily driven by the muscles that flex and extend the knee. So let's say you're just sitting in your chair right now, you kick your 
leg out so your heel goes forward. That's going to be extending your knee and then you pull your heel back in towards your body or towards the ground. That's going to be flexing your knee. So it's focused around that knee dominant movement. Honestly, I would say, depending on the squat you're doing, but really most squats work a little bit of everything, but the highlights of the squat are the quads, the glutes, and the hip flexors. And I'm going to throw in your core here because you do need to be engaging your core a lot in the squat to stay stable and controlled, but quads, glutes, and hip flexors. It involves quite a bit of hip, knee, and ankle mobility. So not only will you gain strength in the muscle groups surrounding those joints, but you should hopefully gain strength in your range of motion through training as well. So step one to finding the squat that works for you will be figuring out the depth that you need to squat. Um, and I'm going to call this your functional depth. So let's say you have an office job or you just have a chair that you sit on a lot at home. So pick that thing you sit on the most, or maybe it's getting into your car and out of your car if it's a lower seat in your vehicle. So figuring out how tall that thing is, that's essentially going to be how low do you need to be able to squat? What height do you need to be able to reach from the ground to be able to perform your normal everyday actions? If you've got kids, maybe you get up and down from the ground a lot. So maybe you need to work on a little bit lower depth um, or ways to increase your range. Everybody's going to have a different functional depth that they're going to work on. But you want to find that range of motion that works best for you or your goals and train to that range. So if functionality is your goal, just making everyday movements a little bit more comfortable, then go for that functional depth. If you're working on increasing your mobility and your range, maybe you're aiming for something a little bit deeper than that. One of my favorite exercises or movements, mobility drills, whatever you want to use it as, is the quadruped rock backs for finding your range or your beneficial stance width for your squat. And essentially that's going down onto the ground in a tabletop position. So on your hands and on your knees, and then starting with your knees about hip width distance apart, and then you sit slightly back towards your heels and then rock forward. So here, You'll just keep widening your knee placement as needed or bringing them in closer until you get to a width between your knees that feels like a comfortable squat where you could sit back pretty close to your heels and then drive straight forward with your hips as well. So quadruped rock backs, a lot of R's and B's there, but quadruped rock backs are a good mobility drill for that. Um, that being said, if your mobility is a little bit lower for one reason or another than it might have been in the past, nothing may feel like a supernatural squat depth or width 
when you first get started. And that's okay, especially if flexibility or mobility is not a thing that you have been working on. But just know that your, your range will probably change over time as your mobility opens back up through movement. So in general, just play around and finding the type of squat that works best for you, one that you enjoy, one that feels good on your body, and see what happens naturally. Find that squat that you actually like to do in your programming. So now that we've talked a little bit about why you should squat and what the squat is working, Let's go over the basic setup of the squat. And I guess I'm just going to refer to a regular goblet squat. The most basic of squats that I can think of, one that I highly recommend starting with, if that works for you. So let's, let's first get into how you set up your standing position, because you want to start your reps with intention. Um, standing tall. Shoulders relaxed and away from your ears. So try not to do any tense shrugging up here. Let those, let those shoulders hang down. Core engaged. Thinking belly button back towards the spine. And then feet shoulder to hip width, hip width distance apart. We talked about that previously. The width just entirely depends on your mobility, your hips, your femurs, all of those things together. So shoulder to hip width distance apart. Awesome. So now we're standing. We're ready to begin. We're being intentional with our reps. You're going to sink down, lowering your glutes towards the ground and sending your knees forward in the same direction as your toes. So adjust your feet as needed. You may need your toes pointing straight forward. They may need to be slightly rotated out. Again, this depends on the makeup of your body and your mobility, what feels best for you. But glutes towards the ground, knees going in the same direction as the toes. Your whole foot should be firmly planted on the ground. Thinking about feeling the balls of your feet between the big, big toe all the way to the pinky toe, as well as the outer edge of your foot on the ground, and then midsole of the foot. Keep those heels down. You want to keep that going too. So this, the foot is going to be due to a lot of your ankle mobility here as well. So foot firmly planted on the ground, both of them. Now you're gonna lower those glutes towards the ground with maybe a slight lean forward or of your torso until you get to that range of motion, that depth that you need to go for your squats or maybe you're working on progressively going lower over time. So now we're at the bottom of your squat. We're gonna keep that core engaged. We're gonna drive through your feet, push your whole foot into the ground Push up through your quads, so that area muscle above the knee, and squeeze those glutes slightly forward to drive your whole body back up to standing. Now we're at the top of the squat. We did it. So going through that other rep, going back to the beginning, make sure you're setting it up before you even do your next rep. Maybe you're doing body weight, maybe you're doing 
dumbbells, maybe you're doing barbells, doesn't matter. Either way, you want to make sure you're ready for each rep that's coming. Standing tall, shoulders relaxed, core engaged, feet about shoulder width distance apart. You're going to sink down, lower the glutes towards the ground, sending your knees out in the same direction as your toes, full foot through the ground, go down to your range of motion, drive through the feet, Push through the quads above the knee and squeeze those glutes slightly forward until you stand back up. Another squat complete. Another thing I would like to talk about now that we've set up the basics of the squat. If you are, let me rephrase that. Don't compare the way your squat looks to anybody else's squat. The best thing to do is Honestly, to get a trainer to have them review your form if they can, or if you're doing group fitness, ask the coach to check out your form. Uh, someone who's experienced in lifting or movement in some way that maybe has already has the eyes to be able to see what looks like is working well for your body. Because again, everybody's body is different. Squats are going to look different from one person to the next. So don't compare the way your squat looks to anybody else's. But in general, to keep this a knee dominant movement, depending on your mobility, we're going to try to reduce a whole lot of hinging. We want this to look different from a deadlift. We'll get to deadlifts in one of the next upcoming episodes. But so when you lower down into the ground, two things you can look at if you're looking at a side view of your squat in a mirror or taking a video for yourself your shin bones will be slightly angled forward that's what's keeping those knees going over your toes in the same direction and because your glutes are down towards the ground not all the way down but because they've been sent down towards the ground your torso is going to end up being more upright compared to, say, a deadlift where you're going to be more hinged forward or leaning over a lot. So if you're going to look at your squat from the front view, everything stacked, shoulders, hips, heels, legs about shoulder width apart, and then you're going to drive down. Now a great uh, place to look from the side view is to view your depth and see what's happening there. So looking from the side, you're going to see those Glutes go down towards the ground, knees push forward over the toes, and your torso lean forward just a smidgen. But if your chest is on your knees, then you're leaning forward a lot. You're leaning forward a lot. Not saying that's wrong, not saying that's incorrect, but you may just want to step back and see if there's anything you could change unless you're doing like a um, low bar back squat. That's a whole other thing. We're not going to get into that here, but check it out. Um, if you feel like you need to, if you really need that excessive lean in your squat position. So that's going to be a pretty smooth transition into the next topic. Now that we have talked about what a squat is, why you should do it, what it's working, what it may look like, what it might feel like, let's get into things that you could work on with your squat. One of the biggest hurdles I see, especially when it comes to newer lifters, is engaging your glutes during the squats. Now, your glutes are working. 
regardless. You're going through this movement. They're working. But if you find your knees caving in a lot, which you'll probably notice from a front view when you're doing squats, um, know that that's normal. That happens a lot. And it's more just, well, it depends on it. Sometimes it's glute strength. Sometimes it's just awareness of what's happening in your body. But either way, a good way to work on keeping your glutes engaged and not rolling inward on your feet is taking a mini band, the small little banded loops. I'm sure you know what they are. And if not, you can definitely Google search mini band and you'll probably recognize what I'm talking about. You take one of those, put it around your thighs. I recommend starting with the lightest resistance mini band that you have first especially if you have never done this before, just so that you don't aim too high too fast. So mini band around the thighs, above your knees, so knees should not be running into them. And then set up your squat again. Feet shoulder width apart should mean you're already feeling a little bit of resistance from that band. And that's exactly what we want to keep. So in order to keep those knees from caving in from the pressure of the band, you're going to have to squeeze through your outer glutes to keep everything in line. You're really going to notice that when you sink down into the squat, you're going to start engaging more of your outer glutes all the way down the outer thigh and outer calves as well as your outer feet. So think outer, outer edge of the body working against that band to keep everything in line and then drive back up. This is just a way you can give your glutes or that outer edge of your body essentially a tactile resistance to work against so you can do less thinking, more doing, and train that glute activation with it over time. Another thing you can think about you don't have to use bands, but you can just think about your glutes a little bit more, the outer glutes. You can also think about pushing the whole foot through the ground. If you've ever heard of corkscrewing, that is a thing that people think about with their feet coming up from the squat. That is, I find it a little bit hard to describe in just audio, but you could look up videos on that. But essentially, when you push up from your squat position to try and keep your knees from caving in when you do that. It's as though you're corkscrewing your whole foot into the ground. You feel everything from the inside to the outer edges of your feet and the midsole of your foot just driving through the ground slightly outward to help push you back up. A lot of it's just awareness, but I find that to be one of the biggest problems not really problems, but one of the biggest challenges or hurdles when it comes to starting lifting and squats is just that outer glute awareness and engagement. Now I'm just going to wrap it up with my favorite traits about the squat. Again, this could be any kind of squat. The heavier you go or you know, going from bands to barbells, the main difference is, well, not main difference, there's a lot of differences, but, you know, bands versus a barbell, obviously a barbell, you can go a lot heavier just because the bar itself is already 45 pounds. It's also probably, if it's a standard barbell, it's going to be seven feet long, which means you've got a lot more stability to work with. 
But um, so although there's differences between all of the squats that you may choose. And if you want to recap of that, you can scroll back or scroll back. You can um, go back to the beginning when I talked about some variations and maybe look into those, see which ones you might like to try. But anyways, I'm getting off track. Although there are some differences in the type of squat you may choose, overall, they all bring pretty much the same awesome benefits. I consider them awesome. So, you know, one we talked about the at the beginning, it's a functional movement. It translates really well to everyday activities. So you know it's going to be useful. You know it's going to be beneficial to you, no matter what you do, no matter who you are. Two, although it is a lower body focused movement, it really actually needs to use the full body to execute. So even things like holding that weight, if you're doing a goblet squat, holding that weight at your chest, if you're doing a barbell squat, if it's on your back, you know, you still have to do a lot of stabilizing through your upper body and your core to keep that weight in position and to keep your body in that correct form and that correct path of movement for you. So Highlights lower body a lot, but does take way more than that for muscle recruitment. Um, Third thing, you can get pretty heavy with squats because it is a lower body movement and it does recruit so many muscles. So if one of your goals in strength training is muscle definition, I'm not saying you need to go to bodybuilding level, but if you just want to show more of your muscle out there in the world, muscle definition, or increasing your overall strength, squats are a great way to get there. And lastly, bridging off all those other things, it is a compound movement, which means you're going to be using multiple muscle groups at once. So not only is that efficient because you can spend less time doing more work in one single exercise, but because you're working more muscle groups at one time, you can also get a nice cardiovascular benefit from it as well. So working more muscles, you can go a little bit heavier, you can move a little bit more weight, your heart rate and your muscles have to work a little bit harder to make it happen. And overall, it's just efficient. It's functional. It's going to help you gain definition and strength. It's going to make you feel strong. It's going to help you feel empowered. Squats are awesome. I know I talk about upper body a lot, but squat, squat, squats. You got to keep them in your programming in some way, shape, or form. They're just hands down going to benefit you no matter what you're doing. Okay, so that was my little dive into squats today. I don't know. Next week I may go into the deadlift or I may go into an upper body movement. We'll see. But I plan on covering the squat, deadlift, row, chest press and overhead press those five main exercises that i talked about in episode three uh in if you can master those you can pretty much do anything you put your mind to in terms of strength training work if those make sense everything else will make sense along the way so be sure to check back in for my next episode we'll see what that is one of those it'll be a surprise feel free if you want to find about find out more about me or my personal training or my 
assisted stretching work, you can head over to my website, learnandlift.com. You can also find me on Instagram at coach underscore Renee, R-E-N-A-Y-N-A-Y. Feel free to reach out. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know things you would like to hear about. Kind of base these conversations based off of things I talk about with my clients, things I hear them maybe say in passing, things I see around me that I feel inspired and compelled to talk a little bit more about. So yeah, hopefully I'll hear from you sometime out in the world. Thanks for listening in and I guess I'll check back in with you next week. Happy lifting! Thank you.